Hey everyone, I'm Renee Bennett. Consider me the girl next door, having conversations that will help challenge and shape your worldview in a culture that has turned our moral compass upside down and inside out. To chat with me further, come join me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. No topics are off limits. I'm really glad you're here. Now, on to today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. I can't even keep up. I think we're about 164 or 163. You are going to absolutely love what we are going to be doing for the next couple of weeks. I know that you are going to be sending this to all your girlfriends. Guys, I know that you're secretly listening, but this brand new collection today is called Hey Boys, Did You Know? And... I have got a special guest. What we're going to do, this is the plan. Girls, if you've got anything that you're like, done it, I wish boys knew this. I want you to send it to me in Instagram. But however, I think I've got a pretty good handle on this. And I thought we need equal perspective. So I have got a brand new guest who has never been on the podcast before, and I'm really excited to introduce, and it's not the fly in the background that I can hear buzzing and dying. I want to introduce to you Jake Minkio. Thank you for pronouncing it right, Pastor Renee. <laughs> Thank you for pronouncing it right. That's right. I'm well, Jake. I used to call it, I used to say Minchio. Everybody does. Specifically, if you're a doctor, uh, doctors always pronounce it wrong every time. Yeah, because Mini it's Chino, C- Mintow. <laughs> yeah, just Minkio, thank you. I appreciate it. But it's that. CH. Yeah. Chick. <laughs> Did you get that, guys? Do that again, Jake. Chick. <laughs> that, that's what CH is. If there you go. do any type of English in school. Italian? It is Italian, but I'm not. You are not Italian. No, I come from a very big family. Some of them are Italian, the rest are not. Mum kept the surname of my older brother's dad who passed away. I have a different dad to all my brothers. You have so. got a full-on story. One day we'll have to get you, but that's if your family don't mind. Oh, no, sometimes when we tell our story, we forget it. that you've got like the rest of the family are like, don't no. give away family secrets. No, they're great. My family's okay. great. They'd okay. Like now, the reason that I've brought Jake along, Jake is uh, actually our brand new youth pastor at our church doing a phenomenal job with his wife, Sarah. And there is so much about Jake that actually reminds me of Cameron when Cameron was younger. I hope that's a good thing. That's a good thing. <laughs> no, it is. It's a good thing. He's it's an incredible, um, just an incredible human, an excellent example of what I think a man should be. And probably Izzy's getting jealous now because Izzy's like, I'm always on your podcast. I'm. We call him boy down the road. <laughs> anyway. Well, Jake. now I'm man up the street. <laughs> yeah. Isaiah. We've got man up this, yeah. Called out. Yeah. So, um, and him and I were actually talking about this, and this is what actually started the whole series off. Jake was like, oh, no, I'm not going to introduce the topic yet, but Jake said something to me, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that is going to be a brilliant episode. So, anyway, we'll get on to that in a minute. Jake, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so obviously, my name's Jake, the youth pastor at Public Church with Cam and Renee, and it is a huge honor and privilege to do so with my wife, Sarah. Yes. Um, I've been married for three years, and um, and I have, we don't have any kids. We have a little puppy dog. He's an all white border collie, and he is the cutest thing ever. He's back up in Townsville for now. We're about to get him down, and I can't yeah. wait to have him. I can't wait to meet him because you know how obsessed I am with oh, dogs. Oh, totally. He's so cute. He's cuddly. You'll love him. Uh, he's very naughty, but. Uh, oh, oh. He, so he just that's takes right. after so me. Do- how yeah, how big? Right. How many kilos is he? 
Oh, I couldn't tell you, but he's like he's like a medium-sized dog. Okay. Just up to the knee, I think. Okay, because Callie was huge. She was like 30 kilos. She was a big dog. She was She was, was big. so cute. Izzy was scared of her. He was scared of her. He would, like she would come. Bear. No, I know. She would come and jump up on him, but then she would put his whole wrist. Now, you guys know that Isaiah is six foot seven, right? He's and a he's big scared man. of my dog. But she would put his whole wrist in her mouth because she was playing. Yeah. But he would be like, do. whoa, whoa. <laughs> Your dog attacked me. Your dog attacked me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that's Bosco. Yeah, Bosco. We call him Bosco because Bosco sounds like a polar bear's name. Aww. And he looks like a polar bear. Yeah. Because he's like, he's cute, white and fluffy. He's so cute. So that's our dog. Um, Sarah is also cute. She's <laughs> not as. laughing that you talked about the dog <laughs> yeah. before Sarah. She's not as fluffy um, <laughs> as the dog, but she is beautiful and um, is. and absolutely love being married to her. And, um, and yeah, basically, uh, as well as doing church stuff, my brother and I run our own business, Minkia Brothers Productions, videography, all types of stuff, weddings, businesses. We love gym and fitness uh, video uh, videos and real estate. So we get it all done. We make it all happen. And, um, yeah, just love it. So if you're getting married and you're in Queensland, you can hire the Minkio brothers. Yeah, we do. We, we come as a package. Except Ma- no. the other half is not here yet. No, he will be down uh, in the Gold Coast in a month. So. so excited to meet him. Yeah, he's just like me except tall and buff. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a bit of a short king, uh, just like Tom Holland. You know, uh, is like, Tom Holland short? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, so um, I get made fun of for being short often by our young people. They, Do you? They I love don't it. really notice. And I just say, hey, look, Spider-Man is short as well. Yeah, Tom but Holland. you're buff and you go oh. to the gym all the time. Well, thank you. <laughs> Do you know what is funny? Do you know what is funny though? This is what's funny. It is. This is the only time I would notice it when you're standing in between Isaiah and Cameron because Isaiah's I'm six t- foot seven. They're very tall And people. Cameron's six foot two. And, and I'm a midget. <laughs> what are you? Five what? I couldn't tell you. I know I'm 174 centimetres. You're taller than me. I'm 165. I'm 5'5". So you'd be like 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, yeah. Which is like, that's like pretty average, I guess. But you're right. Standing between Cam and Izzy, it's it's really funny. I'm I'm craning my neck upwards. Just, it's hilarious. Yeah. But that's like my life. And then of course, Izzy's wife, Renee, she's, she's shorter than me. And so when you see her next to Isaiah, it's funny as. It is. So like, they're so cute. Okay. Now, Jake said to me the other day. What is it with these guys? They need to start chasing the girls. Now, we're going to put that into context. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Outside of context, that like sounds that. a bit strange. Well, you're but probably I... talking about... Oh, uh, yeah. About... Yep, yep, yep. Georgia. <laughs> she's, she's upstairs right now. I said we might call her down. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, we're going to do a collection on Hey Boys, Did You Know? And so we're going to talk about the first one. Did you know... That girls actually want to be chased. Girls, are you not like all the girls are driving their cars right now going, yes, thank you. Except for maybe the feminists who go, I don't want to be chased. We'll talk about that. We'll get there. I have something interesting to say about that when, when we eventually get there. Okay. All right. We'll wait for that one. For those of you that think, I don't want to be chased, just wait for it. We'll, we'll talk to you in a minute. Mm. Okay. So... Talk to us. What do you mean? What do you mean by girls want to be chased? Well, I think, first of all, uh, a, a word I like to use is pursued. 
Okay. Um, I think uh, girls want to be pursued. When I think of the word chase, I kind of think like maybe someone chasing someone they don't like off a property. Pursue is like... For me, when when the cops chase like a bank robber, mm. and 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 they are phoning in all their you know police friends to help them out, they're setting up barricades ahead of the way, thinking, planning forward in advance of how they're going to catch this yeah. burglar. That's how I think of pursuit. And I think it's the same when it comes to um, boys pursuing girls. It's it's an elaborate thing. Like it's this foreknowledge and prepping to put into perspective, you know, what am I going to do to catch this girl? That's like that pursuit. brilliant. Mm, that's how I think about it. You're the king of analogies. <laughs> I wouldn't say king. <laughs> no, you are. I like stories. That's the only way I can learn and understand is by, um, by thinking of things in, in the form of stories, <laughs> like how, you know, like the police. I know that police chase robbers and anyways, yeah. my brain's weird. Yeah. Guys, if his voice fades away, he's got... I'm sure you have ADHD like Cameron. ADHD. <laughs> ADHD. It's with the H, so it's hyperactive. I do move, sorry. I will stay closer. Izzy's very still, but Erin, when I have her, when I have Cameron, and now you, you like all. You tell a story with your whole yeah, body. I'll, if he fades I'll, I'll in and out, close. stay close. I can't like slap you on the back of the head like I can Cameron. <laughs> better not. That is a brilliant analogy. But what if... Okay, all right, let's talk about what that looks like then. What? So you're saying that you need to have like this full plan. What do you mean a full well, plan? Well, pursuit is intentional. Yeah. It has to be. To chase someone, like if someone broke into your house, for instance, mm-hmm. um, you don't have time to think about it if you're going to mm-hmm. chase them off the property. You don't work, where's my weapon? What am I going to, how am I going to, you're kind of just grabbing at whatever's there at the, at the time. But a pursuit, like when a police officer is chasing after a burglar, they have systems in place to be I able to make that. sure that they actually can catch this person. Um, so I just think, yeah, um, when it comes to pursuing, you know, girls or pursuing your love interest it's got to be this uh, planned out thing i'm just of the opinion that if you really like someone as a male if you really like a girl then you cannot leave it to chance yes you can't you've got to have a plan in place how am i going to do it what am i going to do and Mm -hmm. how does this look um and how am i going to yeah. Secure the asset. <laughs> <laughs> I like that though. I would say most people listening would go, okay, I want to be pursued. Yeah, I want to be pursued. So what did that look like? I know I've got lots of stories how Cameron did this. Um, and Sarah was telling me some of the things you used to do. And again, so similar to Cameron. But what did you do to pursue Sarah? Well, first of all, I fell in love with Sarah. It was like a I looked at her one day and I fell in love with her. In the, You'd known her for a long time though, I had. Right? We, we went to school together. I'd known her family. Like my best friend in the whole world, his name's Jesse, is Sarah's cousin. Oh. So I've been in Sarah's world, but I never, ever looked at her in a romantic way. And then one day we're at leaders meeting for church and I saw her crying in the presence of God. This is no joke. And I fell in love. And I just thought it was like that sort of intimacy with God I found so attractive. And I thought if she, it was just something in me that that just knew the way that she is with God would be the way she would be with me. You know, it would be love. And um, and so I fell for her right in that moment. But she was in a place where 
Um, you know, she probably wasn't ready to date. I know I was in a place where I wasn't ready to date. I was still a young guy working through a lot of things. And so the initial response, I guess, or the initial pursuit was actually um, giving it to God and actively praying about it, actively seeking God about, you know, um, not so much is she the girl for me because mm-hmm. I, I don't know about the one. Ooh. Um, uh, we can talk about that <laughs> at another stage. but um, You don't I, know at the time when you see someone though, right? No, unless God literally says like, this is your wife. I don't know. If Which God probably like happened that, to Cameron, but not me at all. Yeah. But anyway, keep going. <laughs> um, so, so I just started to pray for her. And, and so that was about 12 to 18 months where I didn't even say a word to her that I liked her. I stayed how right. How old were you? How old was she? Um, I think I would have been like 21. And how old was she? She would have been 18, 19. Okay. Um, yeah, Maybe so, 17. No. No, she was 18. She okay, was, okay. She was, she was 18. Um, she'd been out of school. I think that was her second year oh, out yeah, of okay, school. Oh, yeah, okay, let's clarify. We would, yeah. Yeah, second year out of school. Because <laughs> if you were 21 and she was 17, that would be illegal. Yeah, correct, which <laughs> she was definitely over 18. Okay. Um, and, no. and so I, I prayed, I asked God, I fasted for her over a Youth Alive conference. I actually Aww. remember that. It's such a funny memory that I have. And I actually remember writing down a note when I was praying for her. And I wrote down who, who God kind of, how God saw her. Mm. And, um, and I wrote that down. I actually ended up giving her that note when we, when we were together. And it was a big, beautiful moment, but that was the initial, I guess, pursuit. Then we started liking each other once we had grown up a little bit. And, um, and so then I would do things like leaving notes at her front door or I would drop off chocolate milkshakes um, with a note on the chocolate milkshake. Or if I went to, you know, in Townsville, we don't have Krispy Kreme. But if we, <laughs> if I went down south for for some things, then I'd come back and I'd leave Krispy Kremes at her door and 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 just things like that. And um, yeah. I'd write her notes and and all that kind of thing and take her out on dates and and not just like, oh, what do you want to do tonight? Oh, who knows? Let's go. No, I'd have a plan. Let's, I'm taking you to a restaurant. Be ready at this time. I'll, I'll pick you up and, and have a, a okay. great time. See, this is what girls love. I'm talking on behalf of girls, but I'm like, this is what Cameron, Cameron was always sure. Like he was always, mm. he led the way. And that's what you did. You were sure you had a plan. You took lead. You took charge. Yeah. Well, one thing that um, one of my heroes in my life. His name's Graham, Pastor Graham. Um, he, he's, he's like 75 years old and, and, um, and I go see him often and he just sits in the office just like this in a chair and he, and he says, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. He's just so, you know, (laughs) anyway, so I remember talking to him one time about girls and he gave me the, um, advice that changed my life. And you know, you know, the love languages, you know, there's all these different love languages. He basically said to me, forget about all that. Yeah. Before that, there's actually two primal love languages that God has given male and female. The, the love language or the question that the female asks her entire life is this, is what I am beautiful enough to be pursued? Oh, yep. Perfect. And and that's the question yeah. every woman mm-hmm. asks. And and that's mm-hmm. every woman from feminists mm-hmm. right through to, you know, I don't know what the other end of that spectrum is, but um, every woman asks that question because it's been built in by God. Mm. Is what I am beautiful enough mm-hmm. 
or good enough to be pursued? That's the question. So males, if males answer that question, you're answering the primal love language. You're wow. answering the initial love language. And for a man, um, and maybe this will help the girls out there, it's basically um, the question that a guy is asking is, does she feel as though what I am is enough to provide for her? Right. And so if you can answer those questions to yes. each other, you, that's an incredibly strong foundation. But that one word from Graham about how girls, they ask that question, is what I am. Mm. Not not do I look beautiful, mm. but is who I am mm. as a person beautiful enough and good enough to be pursued. And so um, that's why I believe pursuing a girl is more than just an opinion. I actually think it's the way that God has designed us. And mm. if you can be someone who pursues a girl, as a male, and speaking to the guys out there, um, if you can be someone who pursues the girl, puts in the effort, you will 100% from the word go be runs above everybody else because that's a foundation that has been put in the heart of every woman by God. And if you can answer that from the beginning, I mean... For them to know right from the beginning, this man wants to pursue me. Yeah. From day one, that lasts well into a marriage. Yeah, it does. You would know more than I. I know. We've been married 24 years. That's incredible. I know. And I come from a home where my mum's been divorced twice and there's divorce all through my family, right through great-grandparents, grandparents Mm -hmm. on one side, one of them had an affair, like all sorts. But, um... Um, yeah, that's probably made me feel really safe with Cameron. There were other guys beforehand. And I think being a female too, um, I was, I had like a good career, for example, I'd been a leader for a long time. Mm. I was very strong in my relationship with God. I was very strong in where I was going as a person. And I remember asking the question to myself, is there going to be any guy out there strong mm. enough to be able to lead me? And it's not, and I'm not talking because I was an overbur like my mm. personality is quite shy and quiet. So I don't mean that kind of mm. strength, but I knew where I was going. I knew what I wanted. I knew that I had a call of God on my life and all these guys around me, I thought I would marry someone much older than me mm. because I thought, well, maybe I need someone older who's got that maturity that would have that strength of character, the strength in his own self to know where he was going and that he had a call of God and that he had a good relationship mm. with God to be able to lead me. Now, it turns out Cameron's actually 13 months younger. Oh, wow. I know. But <laughs> one of the reasons when I met Cameron, I remember I was house-sitting with um, a lot of a lot of people listening would know Henry Seely, mm-hmm. who's, you know, won a Grammy, America. Yeah. Him, and, him and Alex. I went to school with Henry. Alex, his now wife, and I were house-sitting and the house we were house sitting was on a main road, mm. and Cameron would drive past on his way to uh, home from work, and he'd see my car there. But I was seeing another guy at the time. Oh no! And Cameron <laughs> would see his car at the house. Yeah. But my friend was home. We weren't there yeah, alone. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks and for clarifying. So this is how strong Cameron was. He, when he decided God had spoken to him, he was like, "I'm pursuing this girl," and I wasn't sure. And that's what he did. He pursued me. So one day he comes and he knocks and I'm sitting there on the lounge with Mm. this guy and my friend Alex is in the kitchen and the window had this glass panel but with a sheer curtain over it. Cameron comes up. He doesn't just knock on the door and wait. He starts peering through with his hands on the glass. <laughs> I can totally imagine can that. Can you imagine? <laughs> okay. Knocking, knocking. And I'm sitting there going to this guy, 
quick hide. This is me, hide. <laughs> and then he's like, he's seen us. I'm like, oh my gosh. So I had to let him in. And then there's Cameron staying there with the other guy. And I'm like, I run into the kitchen and Alex and I are That dying. is so funny. And at the same time, Henry's pursuing her. So it all happened at the same time. Oh my goodness. I know. But then Cameron came back another couple of days later with a card, the 10 reasons I needed to date him. That's pursuit. He was hard. That's a pretty high standard of pursuit, but I respect that. My level of respect for Tim has just gone up another level. He would grab my diary back when we had we had handheld diaries, guys. I remember him taking his diary out because I was putting him off. Like he was mm. like, "Let's let's go to the city. Let's go have coffee." And I'd be like, "No, no, 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 no." He would grab my diary and opened it up and penciled his name in and goes, "We're going out on this day," and I acted like. Man. I know what a man. What a man. I acted like, stop it, you know. You, but inside, I was like, oh my gosh. Plus, all the girls loved him, and he was athletic, and I was like the nerd. So I was like, what's even happening in my life? <laughs> so and he, yeah. Anyway, what? Okay, this is the big question though, Jake. What if you're being pursued by a guy that you're just like, I do not like you. Like, if you're pursued by a guy that you don't like, you literally feel sick. You. You don't want to be pursued I can't, by. I, I can't say I've ever experienced that. As like not that Being I pursued I, by a guy you don't like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Um, but yeah, even to the point, I I don't think you know I've been pursued um, like that the way you describe. Um, but I think personally, I think that if if you are being pursued by a guy that you don't necessarily like, I think. In my own opinion, you've got to rip that Band-Aid off straight away. Good analogy yet again. You've got to. Yeah. yeah because the, the alternative is is that you've got some creeper. Because mm. it, there's a fine line. When you're pursuing a girl, if they don't like you, it's creepy. Yeah. You can do all the same things the exact same way, but if she doesn't reciprocate, it is creepy. On the, on the fine line on the other side of the fence, if she does like you, it's the most romantic thing on the planet. Totally. Um, but I feel sorry for guys because the guy is the one that it's on that has to kind of put himself out there. So how does mm. he know? Well, she has to tell him. She would have to tell him. Unless he's got some really high social intelligence, which yeah, most guys helps. don't have. No, that's true. Um I know I'm Can speaking we? from experience, <laughs> you know, I don't have that much, but I think, I think that, you know, if you're being pursued by someone who you don't like, just tell them. Yeah. See, I didn't really like Cameron at first, but he'd hurt my feelings badly because I was his leader and he was my assistant. Ah. This is how it started. And one of the girls in our, in our living life group, one day we were catching up with her. Cameron reckons I used to yeah. call meetings just to be with him. I'm like, <laughs> no. Oh I was a goodness. really good leader that always caught up with my assistants and my like all mm. the leaders that were helping me run the Connect group because I'm organised and I'm organised to this day. Yeah. And so he thought I was manipulating him, but he loved it. <laughs> but anyway, we were visiting this girl in our group and she goes, Guys, I've just got to ask you. And she went to the fridge because she couldn't face us to get something out. She goes, is there something going on between you two? And I just remember going, I just want to die right now. Oh, no. And I'm like, I'm not answering. He can answer. And you know what he said? What? <laughs> to this day, he goes, I don't know what I even meant. He just meant to hurt me and cut me down. And he did. He goes, anything more than friendship with you is sentimentality. What does that even mean? <laughs> 
That's brutal. I know. So after that, I hated him. Yeah, wow. I hated him because he hurt me. And then something something along the way changed the way you saw him. What was it? Oh, Chippers, that's deep. Um, I, we had a connection. I, I, I can only put it down to the fact that God had called us to be together. And I've got a really soft heart to God and so does Cameron. Mm. And I just, I think I knew in my heart that we had something, there was something really special with us. But I was really afraid of getting hurt because all I had seen was divorce and broken relationships. Mm. And so Russell and Sam were super good to me and they really felt like him and I were meant to be together way before I knew. <clears throat> so I, yeah. And I, and I would say the difference was it took my heart a while. And I think God was really good to me in the sense that he knew that I needed someone that was going to make me feel safe. Mm. And Cameron always made me feel safe. And part of the reason he made me feel safe is because he pursued me in a really um, caring way. With strength, yes. Honestly, rocking mm. up with a card of the 10 reasons you Literally. need to date me. Um, and then I remember going to Sam and Russell one night and I went to their house and I said to Sam, this is weird, Sam. I don't even really like Cameron, but I feel like I meant to go out with him. And they were super excited and they're like, do it. And they never told anyone to just do that. Yeah. And so I felt like I made the decision with my head before my heart could follow. That's that's the only way to explain it mm, for me. Like that's really I just interesting. knew. But I knew how to follow God though. And I felt like I was following God in that. And then my emotions came later, but I felt like I had to make it without my emotions first. And, and do, do you find that maybe that was made easier because of the way he was pursuing you? Yep. Logically yep. speaking, it made sense that this yep. guy had his things together. You know, he had his head screwed on. Yeah. Even though in the natural, like I had a degree, I was full-time teaching. Um, you know, I had a brand new car, you know, he was washing trucks for his dad. He didn't really know, you know, mm. it, it wasn't like in the natural, he had all the things that I might've ticked the box with, but there was something about him and the way that he pursued me. And I could see God in him. I, you can't take the God factor out of this. That's mm. why I loved when you said you saw Sarah, you saw how she loved God you then prayed about it. And I was praying the heck out of it too. Mm. I was like, God, I'm so confused. I don't know what the right thing is to do. Um, yeah, but yeah, anyway. I think it's so funny that like the whole idea of pursuit and, and women wanting to be pursued, yes, but I think everybody wants to be pursued to a degree. And mm. I think the whole biblical story from the Old Testament right through to the New Testament is a story of pursuit how God pursued mm. his people, um, you know, the Jews in the Old Testament and how Jesus pursued all of us in the New Testament. It's like this ingrained thing. And God showed us from the beginning what it means to truly love someone is to pursue them. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. To, to get involved. And, and uh, I, I just love that image. Yeah, I do too. And, and the thing is, and I want to encourage the guys, if you have pursued someone and had your heart turned away, not to be discouraged by that because at the end of the day, that's a blessing because if they're not the right person for you, then 
you know, you'd rather it, like you said, rip the bandaid off early. I remember having to do that with different guys and I felt terrible and they would tick the box on the outside. Mm. They, they loved God. They were, you know, all the things that I thought I needed, but I never felt right in my heart or in my gut. And I call that your God conscience. That's mm. where the Holy Spirit talks to you. And totally. it just didn't feel right in my gut. And I remember pulling the bandaid off quick so many times. So, but the guys have to read that. They, another thing with that is, is that in today's day and age, you know, as men, we are very scared of being rejected and we're, yeah. and we're really, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that a lot of us are fatherless. A mm. lot of us don't have that type of, you know, we've been brought up in broken homes or, or mm-hmm. different families, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so reject, we're scared of rejection. The advice I always give every young man that comes to me asking for relationship advice or, you know, whether it's advice in business or, you know, where I'm taking my life, the advice I always say is, is God's best is better than the rest. Mm-hmm. And and if this person is God's best for you, then he will allow it to happen. Um, the problem is, is that we're so scared of rejection that we hold everything so tightly that, gosh, it hurts when I get rejected by girls. Yeah. Gosh, it hurts when they say no, because you're holding on to this idea so tightly that God can't take it from you. Yeah. Um, but if we hold things with open hands and we say, you know what, we're open to God's best, rejection stops being rejection yeah. and it just starts being a a detour or a, yeah. or a left turn or right turn yeah. um, in the right direction. I would always want God's best over the rest. Totally. And I find it really sad when I look at people that I think would be really, really great together and the guy just can't get it together. Like, would you, would you have done anything to pursue Sarah when you felt like she was the right person? Anything. And I'm like, I mean that from the bottom of my heart, I would have done absolutely anything. I like, and yeah. I, and I feel like to a degree I did, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I really went out of my way to show her how much I cared for her and how much she meant yeah. to me and, and all the way through to the proposal and the wedding. And it continues to this day. Yeah. Every fight we ever have or, <laughs> you know, any, any argument we ever have comes back to those two primal things. If I'm not answering that question to her daily, if not weekly, is what she is beautiful enough to be pursued, it causes problems in our marriage. Yeah. And the same on the flip side. If if she's not allowing me to feel like I'm providing for her or whatever, then yeah. problems start to rise. Yeah. So it continues all the way through. Pursuit is not just something we need to do in the beginning. It's something we need to do all yeah. the way through. So you may as well get it right in the beginning. That is a great point because that's true. Cameron still every day, like you you heard him before, babe, I'm grabbing your keys. I'm going to go clean your car for you. Like they're all just a little. It is like, a, oh, I better go clean Sarah's car. <laughs> well, we only have one car at the moment, so I'll go clean my car. But uh, that is one of Sarah's love languages: acts of service. So, doing the washing, doing the cooking, she loves it. But it's all those little things where mm. you're constantly, That's you know, right. showing your love for one another. That's really good. Okay, let's finish with this. How did you propose to Sarah? Okay, so Sarah was starting to catch on that I was acting weird. Uh, because, because I'd bought the ring and, um, and I was trying to make a plan, but the good news was that I would do things like this often. So she wasn't too suspicious. Right. So we would go on elaborate dates. Yes. Often. And so when I said, oh, you know, you've, I know you've had a big week at work. We're just going to head over to Maggie Island for the afternoon, have dinner and then come, come back home. Yep. 
Anyways, I knew there would come a point where she would realize, but yep. that was enough. She knew, ah, oh, Jake takes me out like this or Jake, Jake does things like this all the time. So she wasn't suspicious. We went over to Magnetic Island, which is a beautiful island yeah. off of Townsville. Um, it's one of the only good things about Townsville is the island uh-huh. off, the, off, the, off the mainland. I'm afraid of getting eaten by crocodiles in oh, Townsville. Literally, but there's no crocodiles on Maggie Island, which is good. They've seen them on the beach. Oh, not on the island. No, not on the island. Yeah. Okay. On the main beach in yeah. Townsville there is. Holy mackerels. So we go over there and she wasn't suspicious at all. Mm-hmm. We get over there and we, we sit at the beach and we just wait. And she says, oh, what are we waiting for? And I said, oh, we're waiting for the bus to pick us up. They're, they've got to take us to the other side. Anyways, I, I see the yacht pull up. And because I'd hide out a, I'd hide out a Sunset Cruise. It's not as much as you would think. Yeah, it was okay. very affordable. <laughs> not in <town's> real. <laughs> um, It was very affordable, beautiful boat. Anyway, so we went on a, um, a Sunset little cruise around uh, the front of the island there, and and you know there was cheese and and wine, and and by this point she knew. She did work it out then? At that point. Yeah, She's okay. like, this is a little bit more. Yeah, okay. It's a little bit extra for um, Jake. So then, so she, <laughs> this part I'm a little bit embarrassed about, <laughs> but I was trying to figure out how I get her to look the other way so that I could get down on one knee. You know what oh. I mean? <laughs> Um, And so we're standing at the front of the boat and the lady who was driving the boat or whatever um, had the phone ready to take some photos. And and I said, oh, she's going to take some photos of us. Let's, um, oh, let's just go stand at the front of the boat and do like the Titanic pose. (laughs) (laughs) And I I was very embarrassed by that. Now, especially in hindsight, I haven't even, I don't even really, anyways. So we stand at the front of the boat and as she faces the other way, I got down on one knee and, um, and she turns around, I ask her to marry me and I dropped the ring. You didn't in the boat, not in the water. We were right at the skinniest part, right at the front. And, (laughs) and I've got, I've got the ring in one hand, the box down by my side and I've dropped it and it landed back in the, in the crease of the box. Well, that's lucky. Lucky. Oh, that could have rolled anywhere. Literally. Yeah, I can imagine her laughing her head off at this stage. Yeah, she was. And yeah, it was she... just so funny. We were both laughing. Yeah. And, and she she said, yes, of course. Uh, and then we just literally spend the rest of the time just laughing yeah. and taking pictures of the ring. And, um, and, yeah, that was how I proposed to Sarah. And she was how old then? Look, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. 20, because she's only 23. Yeah, she would be 20. She would have yeah, been 20, yeah. 21. See, that's young. So, yes, that was young. You're a bit older. We had, um, we had not just kind of done that on our own. Like, yeah. um, we had people in our world. Her parents are really like a big part of yeah. our marriage as well. Like they're beautiful people. Yeah. Um, you know, and talking to them, talking to our leaders and talking with each other. We had just kind of entered in. I'd just become the youth pastor. We wanted to get married in the future and weren't in a rush. Yeah. Um, but then the church calendar can get pretty full. So. Oh. So it was just kind of like it was convenient yeah. at that mm-hmm. point to just go do it then. When did you get uh, married? Uh, we day? got we had got married More on testing. the 10th of December. Oh, yeah, see? That's brutal. That's right before Christmas. So so we had to do it then because in July's youth camp, yeah. your youth alive conference yeah. at the start of the year. So yeah. we got married, did yes. youth alive conference, we stayed, and then we went on our honeymoon. Oh, so we met you just right after you got married. Yeah. Was that the year? Yeah, that's when we first yeah. met you. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. We got married Jan 3rd. 
which is brutal yeah. now for trying to celebrate an anniversary. Yeah, but that true. was because Russell wasn't available after that because of Planet Shakers. Yeah, church the things we do. Are I know. All right, guys, we have got so much more to discuss. I love your maturity. Well, like thank I, you. I was like, we're gonna have a hoot and laugh, and it got real serious and Sorry. godly. <laughs> no, that was brilliant. I love talking that about was Jesus. So, so many takeaways for people listening. Guys, come back next week because we have got so many more of these hey boys did you know and i know that you're gonna love what jake's got to say about some more so we'll see you next week until then have a good one bye guys